Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to finally have made this interview happen. Amanda and I have had to reschedule a couple of times. We had that crazy apocalyptic ice freeze here in Texas because she's in Austin and I'm in Dallas. So anyway, all that to say, I'm so excited to bring Amanda's message over to you guys. Amanda is an award-winning website designer and brand strategist, and she is the founder of Carrie Love Designs. So I'm really excited to talk to her all about branding and what that actually means and what an actual brand strategy entails. And you guys know that we've talked about this several times on the podcast already. I will probably talk about it a lot more um, because I just really think that it can make or break a company and an entrepreneur's business. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Amanda. Amanda, tell us about yourself, like how you got started, how this has become such an important topic for you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Okay. So, oh, okay. Where do I start? (laughs) I originally did go to college because, um, I watched 13 going on 30 and I wanted to work for a magazine and do layout spreads. Um, and then I had to take a class over creating a brand. So what we did was take old company, like a company that was existing and we didn't think their branding was very good. And over 12 weeks, we had to rebrand them. I, absolutely fell in love with the process. And this is funny. This is back probably in like 2012 or so. And so I posted some of these mock-ups to Twitter and the brand actually reached out to me and wanted to like talk about this further. And I was still in college. So I thought that was super cool. Um, it didn't end up working out. I think the business is non-existent now, probably because of their brand. Um, but that's how I, that's how I originally got into, um, into this. And over the years, I've just noticed uh, that there's so much that goes into branding that even a lot of designers overlook. They just immediately jump into designing a brand because, you know, that's what we get taught in college, a visual brand like logos. But there's so much more that goes into a brand that starts even before a visual design. Like, honestly, in my opinion, I think your logo is like one of the least important things of your brand and people put so much focus on it. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that too. And I also love like the little 13 going on 30 anecdote because I can relate freaking love that movie who didn't want to work for poise magazine when we watch that. Uh, but anyway, I'm so excited to dive into this because I totally agree. And I've, I've talked about this here on the show a few times about how how much pressure people put on the perfect logo. And really, I mean, now in my business, I don't even, I don't know the last time I actually used, actually my logo is really just like a clean font at this point. Like it's just my name. So, you know, a lot has evolved, but I remember when I first started my business, I was so conflicted. I was like, there has to be the perfect, like, you know, descriptive image that goes along with my, with my name. And there needs to be like beautiful hand calligraphed, like, you know, letters that like tie everything together in a really pretty bow. I actually think my first logo had my letters create an actual bow. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know why I brought that up. Don't Google it, you guys. Um, But anyway, okay, Amanda, tell us like when people come to you and they're like, hey, I really want a really awesome logo. Like one, what do you say to them? Like, how do you, how do you clear up 
and reset people's mind frame around the whole logo brand confusion. Well, this is kind of, this is kind of funny because within our own branding and our own, you know, brand message for Carrie Love Designs, I talk about this so much, like on social media and, you know, podcast interviews, wherever I go, that the people that come to us know that your brand is so much more than a logo. So fortunately for me, we don't get a lot of people that are looking for that because I've kind of taught them before they've come to me. And that's part of your brand strategy and your brand messaging, how I position myself. And so it's kind of um, ironic, I guess you could say (laughs) that people, they don't come and ask for that because of the education that we've done up front, which, you know, other people can do in their brand. If you want to attract a certain type of a client, then you can, you can persuade them that way. You can educate them that way. So that way you're getting more of an ideal client whenever they come to book a consultation with you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I would love to hear more about like, okay, so the people who come in kind of know that the brand is so much more than a logo. So what is it? Like if you had to kind of condense everything down and be like, this is what a brand truly is. What does that mean to you? So we actually separate our process out into four different phases. So the first thing that we work on with our clients is brand strategy and brand messaging. So what does that look like in terms of your competitors? How can we stand out and be different? What makes working with you unique? Like what are your differentiators? Um, who do you want to be working with? You know, who's a best fit for, for your services? Then in phase two, that's whenever we get into the actual design of the brand. So I like to say that that brand strategy and brand messaging really is the foundational piece to your brand. Everything that we do from here on out, we are leaning on that brand strategy and brand messaging because at the end of the day, you want everything to be super cohesive. I like to explain it as a puzzle. So you have a 500 box set puzzle. Your logo is one piece to that. Your your brand uh, message is another piece to that. Your website is another piece. They all have to collectively come and fit together to create that 500 piece puzzle. You can't take, you know, a puzzle piece from this puzzle and a puzzle piece from another puzzle and try to fit them all together. But that's what a lot of people try to do. And especially whenever they try to work with, okay, I need a, I need a business coach. I need a copywriter. I need a website designer. I need somebody to work on SEO. You get a a puzzle piece from here, a puzzle piece from there, a puzzle piece from everywhere. And nobody's on the same page. Nobody has all the, all the other pieces to the puzzle. They're only working on their specific piece. And so what we try to do, and the reason why I created the the signature experience in um, our agency is because I make sure that we're there from beginning to end. Our team collectively has all the pieces to your puzzle. So that way, at the end of the day, whenever we go to launch your brand and and you have all all the pieces, that's why our clients are so successful is because they're not just working on a logo or the copy or one singular piece that may give you an initial pop but it's not going to be something that, that builds your business and your income long-term. I love the idea of making sure that you have all those puzzle pieces coming from the same place, because I do think that, 
I saw a really big shift in my business when I stopped trying to piece things together on my own. And I brought in an expert who could really create a full coverage kind of viewpoint and a full coverage service to really like make sure that everything was in alignment with each other. And I think since then, just having like that really clear cut um, pathway for our team as we grew and our business as it grew was so helpful. So I love that you brought that up. So for our listeners who are tuning in and who are like, okay, that's all well and good, like to, you know, like have it all together, but I'm not quite there yet, or I'm not sure. I don't even know what my brand messaging is. Like what's some, what are like the first few steps that somebody can take when they're trying to like decide on what, which way to go making sure that everything is really cohesive and really comprehensive. Yeah. So there's a couple of different questions that I ask people to kind of figure out before they get started with us. So the first one is who do, who do you want to be working with? Like what fires you up? What type of, if you are a wedding photographer, like what type of weddings, what type of clients? Because we all like, we love all of our clients, but there are there are some favorites like that just light us up more creatively. Um, and so that's one of the, the first questions. Now, what makes your business different? Why would somebody choose to work with you over somebody else that can't be taken away? So whenever it comes to the end of the day, if you are once again, a wedding photographer, somebody can have the same editing style, the same pricing, a similar portfolio. Why would somebody choose to work with you over Sally down the street. What's that differentiating factor? We like to kind of have, you don't have to know everything up front, but to have some sort of basis to start off with, you know, is good. The final, the final piece is your packaging, your, your process, having what I call, like, we call it our signature experience. What is your signature experience? I cannot tell you how many times people have come to us and they're like, okay, for my packaging and pricing, I have package one, two, and three. And within that, they have the gold, silver, and bronze. I'm like, so overall, you're telling me that there's nine different choices for people to make. And like, whenever you, you niche down, we only offer the signature experience. That's the only thing that we offer. Whenever you niche down and you have that, that signature experience of your own, you can talk about it more clearly on social media You can also get better results for people or better experiences because you're melding that one process, you're refining it over and over. And two, it makes an easier decision for, for the prospect. What's it's like a 10 tab rule that most people, whenever they're searching for, for people, they have 10 other tabs up of people that are in the same similar business. So if you can make that decision a lot easier and then be like, okay, well, you know, Sally has A, B, and C and bronze and gold. And I need to, okay, which one's best for me? And they end up talking themselves out of it or talking themselves to a lower level. For our clients, it's like, hey, do you want the signature experience or not? Like it's either for you or it's it's not. It makes it an easier uh, buying decision for them. Oh my gosh, that concept is gold. I totally agree with it. I think that there's very few things that can hinder you from booking your your clients more than confusing them. Like that is just one of the, I feel one of the biggest mistakes that somebody can make is just like making people really work to figure out how they want to work with you. 
And we've actually, we've had clients that have, so one of our, one of our clients beforehand, whenever they started working with us, they offered photo and then they had different packages within their photo. They offered video, they had different packages within their video, and then they had photo and video combo together. Um, that's Carhartt photography. If you'd like to look them up. So whenever we spoke about, you know, what does the process look like? You know, who do you want to be working with? And they told us that it's a husband and wife team, Kayla and David, they told us, they're like, Hey, we want to be uh, working with photo and video together. Like the people that book us together, you know, we know that we're a great team. You know, David does the video. I do the photography. We're a great team. So we want to be booking that. And so whenever we relaunched, I was like, push that out. Like you only do photo and video. If somebody wants only photo or somebody wants only video, they'll ask you. And since launching, this is some of the, the results that they have gotten back that now, um, that they get people that book photo and video more often that whenever people come to them, they already know that they want to work with them because their brand like message in the, and their website does a good job at telling about it. And, um, she told me that one time that a couple raised their budget by $4,500 just to book them. Like that's some of the great things that you can do just by having a great brand message and, and only selling one thing. You'll book your people that really want to work with you. That's amazing. Um, I know we talked a little bit about how to start finding that brand messaging and how to start thinking through like what fires you up and those awesome questions that you posed for our audience. So let's say they have kind of thought through that. They know what they want. What are some things that they can start implementing into their website or their brand strategy now while they're like bridging the gap between maybe doing like a full overhaul or if they've already recently done a full overhaul, like are there things they should be looking out for in terms of like implementation of that amazing brand messaging? Yeah. So I always tell like prospective clients on the phone that if they want really good results, that the people that get the best results after working with us are the ones that continually say their brand message. They are continually talking about it on like Instagram stories, Instagram posts. Like if you go to Carhartt Photography, you're going to see them continually talking about this brand message and this in their brand strategy. I think a lot of people have this idea that, okay, I invested in my brand now, like build it and they will come And That's not really the case, like build it and you will have all the necessary pieces and it will make it easier for them to come. But the brand doesn't do all the work for you. Like you have to continue. So for those clients, I would say like find that brand message, make it super clear what it is. Like, I think a lot of people, they just have a lot of, um, like, Oh, well, I think this, or I believe this, or I want my clients to do this. And it's not clear. It's not concise. Whenever you are doing it correctly, what you will notice is on social media and whenever um, other people are tagging you, like say they're like, oh, well, I need a, does anybody know a wedding photographer? You will notice people tagging you and they will be saying exactly what you want them to say. So for an example, for our own business, we focus more on strategy than we do design. Like we're strategy first, design second. And I will see people tagging us on posts and I'll be like, you have to work with Carrie Love Designs. Like they are strategy based. They know their stuff. Like the, if you are looking for somebody to grow your income, go to Carrie Love Designs because it's strategy over design. And I'm like, 
you don't know this, but I taught you to say that. (laughs) And now you're telling other people exactly what my own brand message is. It's like the coolest thing. I love that. You're just like implanting copy into people's brains and like seeing it actually take root. That's amazing. Um, I, Oh, that makes me so happy. I love that idea. So, okay. So what are a few other things that people maybe have missteps on when they're thinking through that strategy versus design? Because I do, I love that you mentioned that you guys are more strategy first design second. And I think most people, um, who are just, you know, creative entrepreneurs, they come in they're like, I want something beautiful. I want something that feels like me. I want some, and they're, they're thinking visual, they're thinking aesthetics. They're not necessarily thinking strategy right off the bat. Yeah. I think if you, the biggest piece to the puzzle or the biggest part to this is going to be your website. So if you can't hire somebody to do something like everything and do like an entire overhaul or rebrand, I think the best place to start is with your website and, and copy for a couple of different reasons. The copywriter, they know what questions to ask to kind of get you started. They'll ask kind of those primer questions, similar to the ones that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, in your, your website, this is a, I could create a whole nother episode about this, but your website really is your biggest marketing piece. Like it is marketing for you whenever you are sleeping. The best feeling is whenever you wake up and you have leads, like literally sitting in your inbox, wanting to work with you because your website was doing the work. And so a lot of that has to do with, I know as visuals, we think it's all about the photos and picking out the the best images, but that's going to be your copy because within your copy, you have to write that brand message. You have to tell people why they should work with you rather than other people. So that would be the first place that, that I would start. That's so great. Um, and what are some common pitfalls that you see people taking on when they're working through like their, their website or their copy, um, or their brand messaging? Like, do you, do you feel like you see a common theme in places that people stumble? Yeah. Uh, wanting to be like their competition. (laughs) Like wanting to be exactly like their competition. I have people that literally, okay. So one of our own like brand messaging, like who we want to work with are people who want to stand out. Like if you ask me my biggest accomplishment, it would be that our portfolio is so diverse that nobody's brand and website looks similar to, to anybody else's. And I'll get people that will say that on the call. They're like, yeah, we want to do something different. We want to stand out. And then whenever we present the brand to them, they're like, well, it doesn't look like such. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't (laughs) because they start, they start second guessing themselves, you know, by nature, we don't want to stand out. You know, we, we want to blend in, but in business, you want the exact opposite. And so that's definitely a common pitfall is that they look at the competition and especially people who are new or just starting out. They're like, oh, she, she's killing it. They're doing so good. Like I want, I want to recreate that success. And so they literally start trying to recreate that brand and that business instead of harnessing what makes them different and trying to meld their own path. And so don't look at the competition. You want to do the exact opposite because that's, what's going to make you stand out and people want to book you for you. Okay. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I just think that that is something that is so difficult for us to all do is we always hear about comparison. We always hear about like, you know, stay in your lane, keep your blinders on, but it is so hard. Those are like some of the easiest words that we can speak, but some of the most difficult things to actually put into action is 
really leaning into having like a different unique look. And I, I think that that's such a testament to working with professional designers is that they will, the good designers, in my opinion, will push back. If you're like, I want it to look like so-and-so, or I really think that this person is really successful at what they're doing. So I feel like it should look more similar. And I have had like my, my own personal designers been like, nope, that's not you. We're going to make this completely unique to your offerings, to your genius. Like let's lean into that. And, and I love that. I feel, do you have to do that a lot? Yes. And it's so funny because starting out, (laughs) this is a conversation I've had with my husband so many times. Cause I'd be, I would, you know, I would of course vent to him and I'd be like, no, this person should, you know, I'm, I feel really strongly about this. Like this person keeps saying that they want this. And I'm like, I really don't want this for them. I think that they should, you know, go this direction. And for a long time, I didn't want to, I mean, I run a business. I didn't want to step on people's toes and, and, you know, give them like, you know, quote unquote, like negative feedback. But my husband was like in the background, you know, you're, you're the expert. They hired you for a reason that if they are the right type of client that they should, you know, respect and and trust your opinion. Um, and so I've gotten better about it over, you know, the past year or two, but that's definitely, uh, I think a lot of designers, they want to, there's an internal conflict where you want to hold back and not step on people's toes, but inside you're like dying. (laughs) I think so many of us can relate just in terms of like, whenever we do get hired as experts in whatever field we're in, it is hard to do that pushback. So if you guys are listening and you hire a designer, let them do their job, people. Um, I love that. Okay. So, uh, as we wrap up this episode, of course, you know, I have to ask you, what's your unpopular opinion on brand strategy, brand messaging and brand design. Okay. So I have, so my unpopular opinion, it has already been said about like your, your logo is, you know, I think quite honestly, the least important part of your brand. So I'll give you an additional one. Um, another one that is outside of brand strategy and brand design is I, I don't like the term self-made millionaire. Whenever people say that it like, it, it makes me, you know, cringe. Cause I'm like, there's so many people that helped you to get to where you are, you know, all the way from like your, your parents or whoever raised you to your team, to mentors that there's no self-made millionaires. You know, a lot of people helped you to get where you are. So that's a, an additional one. Love it. Oh my goodness. Yes. I think a lot of that actually is kind of, I love that you brought that up as an unpopular opinion because I've heard both sides of the coin on that one. And people get super passionate about their opinion on self-made versus non-self-made. So that, oh, yeah. that's awesome. I, I actually really want to hear y'all, if you're listening, I want you to like post on Instagram and tell me what you think about that. Please tag, tag me and Amanda. Cause I, I want to know, like chime in on this one. Cause every time this comes up in a conversation, people people have something to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is one of those, like you either agree or disagree. Okay. So where are you at on this? You agree or disagree? Honestly, okay. I don't know if it's hosting the show or what, but like, I think hearing so many people's perspectives on things like this has made me such a middle ground kind of person. No, no, I'm I'm really not. But (laughs) in this, in this, I think in this topic, I'm like, no, I mean, you really didn't get there by yourself. Like I, I guess if it was me, I would never say that because I have a team and I'm like, we're not, I mean, we're nowhere near a million dollars, but the day we hit a million, I would never be like, I'm a self-made millionaire because I have a team of people literally holding my hand. Like I 
also like if you are a, a, a mother or a wife and you have like your husband who's been there supporting you the whole time and like, you know, making sure that other stuff around the house gets done, like even little things like that, or like your parents, how they raised you with your mindset that self-made millionaire is a crock. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm cracking up over here because I can like see, I can see the fire. Um, love that. Want to hear what everyone else thinks too. But anyway, I really appreciate all of your time and all of your expertise. And I would love for you to share with all of our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at Carrie Love Designs. Um, Instagram is my main place to be. Um, but I do have, so if everybody like wants to know what are all these pieces to, you know, the brand, like you have your brand messaging, your brand, like what are, I need all the pieces, like what all the pieces do I need? Uh, you can go to carrielovedesigns.com slash brand. Um, and I have a map to kind of help you put together all of the, the pieces. Um, and of course it's carrielovedesigns.com where you can find me, but slash brand is where you can get that freebie. That is awesome. And if you're driving or something, you can't remember it. Don't worry. We will hook it up in the show notes so you can click over directly from wherever you're at and, and get over to Amanda's website. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I can't wait to see what people implement with all of your awesome advice. Yes. Thank you so much. And be sure to tag me. I want to hear all about it. Like drop into the DMS, any questions that you have. Um, I'm an open book. So thank you for having me. Thank you. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.